This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. And hello, everyone. I'm Donna Chavis here with you today, and thanks for joining us for Messianic Vision. Well, you're going to be so glad that you've tuned in because our guest is a time-proven prophetess who is said to have laser-like accuracy and amazing miracles and healings following her ministry. I'd say that her life is a remarkable chronicle of hilarious real-life stories and seriously moving visitations from God. So here we go. The incomparable Dr. Clarice Fluitt is here. Hi, Clarice. Hello, Miss Donna. (laughs) We're so happy to have you today, and we're going to talk with Clarice about rescripting your future. And I know some people are already wondering, what does that even mean? So we're going to get started. And Clarice, right before we went on the air, you were telling me that you were just in Tulsa speaking on this message, and what happened? Well, a most amazing thing. You know, it is amazing that God Almighty lives in the redeemed. We are containers of the glory of God in mm-hmm. name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was in this meeting. Now, some time ago, this family had called, this grandmother had called our office, and she said, I saw you on the Sid Roth show, and she said, you were speaking, and you made the statement, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of words that must be we must agree with God. You kept saying, who will agree with God? And I understood the power of agreement. And she said, I just got out of the hospital. And she says, I had back surgery. And then she began to explain all of the complications. And she says, I have a granddaughter. And it, uh, she has uh, scoliosis of the spine. And her neck is messed up. And, but the big thing is she's been asthmatic since she was two. She was 14. And she was legally blind. She had a little grandson that was 10, the same thing, back problems, asthmatic. And then her sister had just gotten out of the hospital. Her knees had been operated on and she couldn't walk. Well, and then there was the father that came in and couldn't sleep. But they came about 75 miles to Tulsa, and they came in agreement. Yes. This thing, oh, the funniest thing, they all came dressed alike. (laughs) Same, I, I thought... What is this that we're coming in? But they came in faith. They came in agreement. They said, we agree with the word of God. So to make a long story short, the grandfather said, I can't sleep. And he said, I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, let me pray for you. And I I said, if you would just let the joy of the Lord come into your life. And he was so teachable. You know, when you get people to just agree with you, I said, Without joy, you won't have any strength. And he was talking about if you can't sleep, you don't have any strength. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll tell you, without joy, you won't have any strength. So pray for the old fella. And the next night he came and he says, I slept all night. And the young girl comes in. She gets prayed for. The Lord heals her back, heals her neck, heals her of this terrible, terrible asthmatic situation. She comes the next day and she says, do you believe God heals blind eyes? And I said, I certainly do. 
I turned around. I laid my hands on her eyes. She was slain in the spirit. Glasses came off. She had glasses on and they thick, thick, thick glasses. And she said she could see color and movement, but as far as any clarity. But the amazing thing, her mother is weeping and knelt down beside her. And the young girl looked up and she says, Mama, this is the first time I've ever seen your face. Oh, wow. Oh, they loved each other and hugged each other. And the, the grandma was, that, that, that had just been operate on her spine with slain in the spirit of her oh dear god don't let her hurt she jumped up and ran up three flights of stairs came up came down i mean they were so excited <laughs> i'm sure family they came in agreement to the word of god and god met them with that childlike faith so you know it's a pretty exciting thing i'll say rescript you know rescript talk differently begin to agree with God. Your future, yes. I love that. And while we're speaking about Rescript Your Future, that's the title of your brand new book, I always am so interested to know why somebody wrote a book on a particular topic or what's the what's the meaning or the thought behind that? Well, I'm really glad that you asked that. I had read in the book of Revelations where it says, and he gave me the book and he told me to eat it and reprophesy it. Mm. And I saw that, not not just in one ordinary way, but that we are written epistles of the love and the power of God. And those things that we have said and done that were not inspired by the Spirit of God. The Lord says, just take that, all of the things that are negative, consume it and re-prophesy it, re-script it. Turn your life around. Create with the, the words of your mouth. And he just revealed to me that the spoken word of God has the ability to carry his power. Yes, and all the people that are, are listening today can just come to the revelation that you can proclaim God's incredible word. Pray over yourself, over your family, over your business, over the government. And I believe this book, if people will read it with intention, it's going to move them into the manifestation, not just knowledge, but manifestation. Yes. Yes. And you know what? As a producer, um, Dr. Clarice, when, when I'm looking through, you know, we get a lot of books here. <laughs> we get a lot. And when we're looking over uh, things, of course, the very first thing you look at is the title. And when I saw that word, rescript, man, it's like it leapt off the page to me. And I went, rescript, the thought of being able to rescript your future. Because how many of us, how many of the people that are listening, have their future scripted for them by whatever, by by teachers or parents or employers or their circumstances, you know, finances, whatever. They have a script that they feel like is already written for them. But the thought, when I saw that word rescript, I thought, man, how exciting it is to be able to rescript your future. Well, and don't you think also that we have the power to shift our circumstances into a position of favor when you have the, the revelation, not just the information, but the revelation that every seed reproduces its own kind. Mm -hmm. And we have been regenerated. That means regened. Our DNA has changed. Uh, we now come from a limitless divine nature attitude. And God will show you that if you will agree with him, so you can have all kinds of situations. The doctor can say you're sick. Your children can be doing all. I mean, the whole world right now is in chaos. But we have the power as the regained one, full power in heaven and earth has been given. 
in Jesus' name. So it's a past tense word. We don't have to earn it or learn it. We have to believe it, receive it, and then decree it, mm-hmm. claim it. Mm-hmm. Kingdom of God is a kingdom of words. So I've found, you know, you take, everybody's talking about shift. Right, right. And that's a little bitty word that means, let, let me tell you something. To shift means to move or cause something to move from one place to the next place. Right. And some of the it means move, carry, transfer, convey, take, bring, bear, tug, pet, haul, fetch, switch, relocate. Related words to shift means conversion, about faith, move, transformation, change, strategy. All of that, when it says shift, Quit trying to go back to do what you used to do. Mm-hmm. You used to understand that the greater the change, the greater the reward. Mm-hmm. Doing what what got you to where you are is not going to take you to the next understanding of God. He's putting new wine, but not in old wine. Right. And, and the principles that you are teaching here actually teach people. This is a really, really good how-to teaching, uh, but they actually teach people how to shift whatever their circumstances are. And I loved this, what you said a moment ago, into a position of favor. Oh, favor. <laughs> Favor's not fair, but you sure do <laughs> do well to have it here. <laughs> yes. We have the power, Donna, to create the atmosphere to be either negative or positive by the words we choose. Mm. I asked the Lord, what makes you happy? If I was created for God's pleasure... And it was so funny, the thought came to me. I'm not going to say he audibly spoke, but I asked the question, and the thought came. The one and only thing that makes me happy is me, my opinion. Hmm. Begin to say, well, I had best learn it. I've got to learn to agree with God because my circumstances are different than my covenant. Yes. And so I've got to choose to agree that God's Word has the power not only to inform me, but to transform me. Right, and that's what you're talking about, the infallible, I like the way you say it, infallible, inerrant, awesome Word of God. When we line up with that, that's what makes a difference because His words are alive. Absolutely. Having the power to perform themselves, God plus nothing equals everything. Mm. We become the rock in his slingshot. We are the thing that brings the giant down as we agree with God. And, you know, there, there's so many scientists are finding out, you know what, they've tested the word and they're finding out God's word is true. And uh, I, I just love to share a little story with you because I read this article years back and it, it just touched my heart. There's a, a doctor, Dr. Jerome Stowell, and he's a prominent American scientist and a very confirmed atheist. But he had this incredible experience that changed him. And, you know, a person with an experience becomes more uh, convincing than a person that only has a doctrine. Mm -hmm. We are people that need experience in our life. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes. Well, Dr. Stowell, with all of his brains and all of his knowledge and all of his proclaimed atheists that there's no such God, he was assigned to examine what actually occurs in the human brain while passing from life to death. And before the death of there was this woman, she had terminal brain cancer. And they put a very highly sensitive recorder and a microphone by her bed. But during the last moments before her death, now she was a Christian, she began praying and praising and proclaiming 
Oh, God, I thank you that you've forgiven all who have wronged me during my life. Oh, Lord, we thank you that, that you're the only reliable source of power. You are marvelous. You are magnificent. Your strength, your assurance. I thank you, Lord, that I, the next place I see will be yours. Now, she just proclaimed to the Lord her love was not diminished because of her sickness. She she remembered the grace of God and the mercy of God. And that she just she was in joy while she was dying. And Dr. Stowell and all of his bright colleagues began to cry. They had just, they, it was something they had not seen before. And as she continued to pray, Dr. Stowell heard, listen, listen, you'll love this. He heard a clicking sound from the instruments they were using. Mm-hmm. They found the indicator to be 500 degrees positive with the radiation energy that was exceeding the scale of their instruments. Now, what they had, was a tremendous discovery. The brain of a dying Christian woman who was in contact with her creator developed a power which was 55 times stronger than the output of a worldwide broadcast message. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Stowell's atheistic philosophy of life crumbled, and he reported, he says, "I I could not close out the penetrating truth I became a happy disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and received him as my personal Savior. God is good. Man, you are so right. That is great. That's something that I've heard you talk about when you're praying for people, about when when we follow these principles that you're teaching and when when we line ourselves up correctly, which you teach people to do, Oh, this this phrase, Clarice, it programs us for greatness. What does that mean? There's probably a lot of people listening that have never felt that way about themselves. Well, we're people making choices. Yes. And I remember after I had oh, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and of course, if there had been a premium on ignorance, I'd have had a trophy. <laughs> You can have more degrees than a thermostat, but what you need is a relationship with the Lord. And I was very sick. I had tuberculosis. I had asthma. Uh, Then 13 years that I had to sleep sitting up. Breathing was always a problem to me. And I heard that there was a woman named Catherine Kuhlman. Oh, yeah. Prayed for the sick and uh, that she was going to have a meeting in Dallas, Texas. And my husband reluctantly took me there. And he says, honey, he says, God doesn't do that. These are fake healers. And see, we just were, we were religious. We were not spiritual. And we didn't know about proclamation. We didn't know that God watched over his word to perform it. But when I went to the Catherine Kuhlman meeting and she called and she said, there's a woman with tuberculosis, a woman with asthma, and da-da-da-da-da, and she's come forth. And I went up and she laid hands on me. And this is what she said, oh, Father. Such as you've given me, I give it to her. Now, I did not understand the power of impartation. Mm-hmm. Remember, St. Paul says, I long to be with you. I can impart to you. Oh, my God. Yes. I can impart to you a spiritual gift that will establish you forever. Well, Miss Kuhlman's been gone a long time, and so has TB, so has asthma, and all <laughs> that was in my body because she imparted to me a spiritual gift of healing, of miracles, of faith to believe that the life that I live in my flesh, I live it through the faith of God. Mm-hmm. Have the faith not in God, but having the faith of God. The difference is having faith in God is a hope, 
but having the faith of God knows. And it's available. It is, yes. Yes, the more you reach out and agree with God, your circumstances may say, I'm broke, I'm beat up, I'm, I'm oppressed, suppressed, repressed, depressed, the food says, but my covenant says you're healed, you're delivered, you're prosperous. The word of God says that that, that, that I'm righteous, I'm victorious, I'm free, I'm strong, I'm dead to sin, I'm alive to God, I'm more than a conqueror. And I've just memorized that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every time I have an opportunity to be negative, I have to strengthen myself with the Word of God. Yes. And that's the thing we are changed through the, the proclamation and the impartation of the infallible, inerrant, awesome, always working, Word of God. Yes. And that starts with a thought. I mean, why are our thoughts so important? You say it starts there. All that, even that end product, it starts with a thought. Everything, the most powerful thing that you have in your life is a thought. Because it starts with a thought, positive or negative. It will become a word. What you think you eventually are going to say and what you say you're going to do positive or negative. This is the way it works. You're, you, it says we have to set our affections on things which are above. So when negative, hopeless despair comes into your mind, you must move it. My mother used to say to me, and she'd say, put a smile on your face, girl. And I says, oh, mama, I can't find my dog or whatever my problem was. <laughs> She would say to me, she says, Clarice, you'll never be able to keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. And I said, what does that mean, Mom? And she said, thoughts are like birds. They're going to fly around, but if you let a negative thought nest in your thinker, you're going to speak like a thinker. She says, now think on things that are lovely and pure and true. If there be virtue, if there be praise. Mm-hmm. And she challenged me, mm-hmm. challenged me. And that's what I'm trying to do with the people in my books and my meetings and conversations. You know, I want to challenge you to believe the Word of God. Yes. Not your circumstances, but your covenant. And you know, the end result, people are wanting and looking for a manifestation of, of their prayers, of what they've been dreaming of, longing for, praying for. They're looking for a manifestation. So how do we get from proclamation to manifestation? Through activation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're going to have to get up and, and move in the direction Count on it. There'll be times that it'll be you and it won't be God, but we learn to refine our hearing. Let let me tell you something, Donna. The principles of faith never change, but the methods have to. Mm -hmm. We must go from glory to glory. You cannot, you're either progressing or you're digressing. You're not standing still. Right, right. The Bible says we go from glory to glory, a little bit here, a little bit there. We must be growing. Yes. I was faithful in the little things, and then the door of inspiration and revelation continues 
Yes. Go from glory to glory. Everybody, you've been listening to Dr. Clarice Fluitt, author of Rescript Your Future. And Sid and I are so excited for you to get this amazing resource package. It's Dr. Clarice's brand new book, Rescript Your Future, Power-Packed Partnerships and Proclamations for Your Life, Business, and Government. And I want you to try to say that really fast. <laughs> that is a good one. And now this is a system that Dr. Clarice has developed and the results are multifold from relationships, financial freedom, a walking in divine health, and lots, lots more. And this is so exciting. Dr. Clarice says anyone and everyone, and I know you that are listening, that means you and that means me, and we can activate these principles and get results. So that's pretty exciting. You'll also get two power-packed audio teachings from Dr. Clarice and her book, inspirational insights and wait until you get that. Uh, Dr. Clarice, talk to us a little bit about creating partnerships. What does that mean? Well, to be in agreement with the words that you speak. A lot of times there are people, they become like Polly Warner Cracker. You know, when, when you uh, used to have a bird that could talk and the bird would say, uh, Polly Warner Cracker. Well, the bird didn't know what Polly was or what Cracker was. Mm -hmm. it, had been, it had been taught how to say things. And many people are taught how to say, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin name, and they can just spout it out. But they've never stopped for it to become revelatory. They have information without revelation, which produces imitation, and ultimately leads to stagnation. But revelation produces change. We're going from glory to glory. So we have an incredible opportunity to learn about God's word and about the power of creating a partnership between our words and our faith. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I just found that the word of God, when it's combined with understanding of what happens when you align your words with his, this creates an unstoppable champion. Ooh, that's what I want to be. It's an unstoppable. See, the reality is we already are. From God's perspective, it's over before it began. Yes. That's the way God does work. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur in the kingdom of God, you need to know where you ultimately want to end up because God starts at the end. I tell people, if you want to know what is first, the chicken or the egg, then you've got to understand from God's perspective, it's always going to be the chicken because he, does, he starts with a finished work. When he created the Adam, he created two mature, grown people. And so we always want to start with the weakest moving toward the strength. But if we will start with the vision of the strength, then I will not have to continuously try to get in a room. God says I'm already in. My nature is I am a new creation, an awesome species, born of God, that the old man of the old nature has gone, he says, esteem him smitten, These, the what we call the Adamic nature, or I refer to it as my wicked twin, <laughs> that is gone. Amen. And how did I get rid of it? Through the words of my mouth. I yes. formed a partnership with my words and the word of God. So when I hear echoes from my past, then I quickly say, no, I bind you, you Adamic 
from me, you spirit of the old nature. You have no power in my life. I am not filled with sorrow or regret or frustration or anger or limitation. I have a new nature. New nature. Mm-hmm. Your nature determines what you do. Mm-hmm. The partnership by agreeing with God. Yes, and something that I learned, Clarice, from your book, we're talking about creating the partnership, is we need to be doing that now because you know life might be life might be good, but things happen, and you know ultimately most everybody's going to face some things in their life, and we need to be doing that now, don't we? Well, absolutely, it's not unusual things in this life happen. We're going to have some trials and some. While I was in Tulsa, seeing incredible miracles. My precious husband had uh, an attack of Bell's palsy, and his eye became infected, and my, my daughter had a stroke. And what I had to do is say, I see that. I'm not denying that it's there. I'm just denying it's right to stay there. Yes. And, and uh, you know, your first thought is, oh, I've got to go home. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But as the sons of God take their place, stand, don't faint over everything that yells, look at me. Mm. Thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph. Now, when I came home, my daughter's no longer in the hospital. When I came home, my husband is in a state of manifesting what's already here, healing, deliverance, prosperity. And we are learning to create with the fruit of our lips. This isn't something you buy a book and learn about. You live it. It has to become a lifestyle. And you still have trials and testings. Things do happen. and But you prepare yourself. Donna, in the scripture, it says first the night or the negative and then the day. Mm-hmm. And when you are having a good season, you better be packing up because the night's coming. Mm-hmm. You will have opportunity to overcome because until we overcome, we're not going to come over. Oh, that's good. Sometimes, Clarice, I have to just stop and just think about what you just said and let it sink in a little bit. So (laughs) that's a really good one. Talk to us a little bit about um, something that that you talk about in your book. Whatever you hear the most is what we're going to have our faith in. Absolutely. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Yes, yes. And that we're not aware. Uh, I am praying you know, first the natural, then the spiritual. As a matter of fact, let's pray right now. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person that's listening, that there will come a hearing, a hearing of the Word of God. And Father, we thank you that those that are bound by drugs and alcohol, wrong relationship, negative things, Lord, those that are filled with pain and sorrow and suffering, the airwaves are being filled with a divine virus. Lord, I am releasing into the atmosphere the infallible, inerrant, and awesome Word of God that has the power to perform itself. That, Lord, the ears that are hearing this are hearing it with the ears of their heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, their mouth will begin to speak life. They will not speak death. They will not speak fear. They will not speak doubt. They will not speak unbelief. They'll take a deep breath and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I anticipate great and mighty, marvelous angels, ministering spirits sent forth from God to help us who are the heirs of salvation run to and fro throughout the fullness of this earth, taking the sons of God and pulling them to a yes. of a positive word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Yes. God. This is creating a partnership with your words. 
Mm-hmm. I'm free with God. Keep in mind, the devil is active and that he is defeated. Yes. He's old, he's ugly, he's lost his glorified body. And the only thing that still works on him is his stinking mouth. And so you've got to shut him up. May the hole he's dug for you, may he fall into it. And may the angels of the Lord persecute him on a dark and slippery path. I'm telling you, I'm about to get excited. Yes. <laughs> Amen. And something that I have found, Clarice, when you were talking about this partnership, I love listening to good teaching, good preaching, but there is nothing like what you call the power in in what you're saying. There's nothing like when you yourself speak it out of your own mouth and hear it with your own ears and feel it. You know, you feel that vibration of those words coming out. Your ears hear it. I mean, honestly, it's so powerful when you do that yourself. Well, knowledge of a thing is not possession of it. I tell people all the time, I know about push-ups, but I don't do many. (laughs) You've got people say, oh, I know about healing and I know about deliverance. It's like having $50 million in the bank, but you've never learned how to write a check. You're going to starve to death with having incredible potential, but all potential has shelf life, mm-hmm. you know, and that if you don't activate, ratify, and agree with God, all of the things that he has given you, all the exceedingly abundantly above peace and joy and prosperity, you know, Donna, in the next life, they are not having healing seminars. They're not having business or financial growth seminars, and they certainly aren't casting devils out. So that's got to be this side of eternity. Yes. These things have to be going on now. Yes. I've just found you have to see a person. I had this situation where I think it's really funny. This woman comes up, and uh, she's she's a drug addict, and uh, she says, I just want to die. I just want to die. And I said, it would be a benefit if you would. If you would just die to the old man and be alive unto God. And she looked at me and she said, how can I do that? And I had a set of CDs. I don't remember the title of them. And I said, I just want to give this to you because you you have self-hate, low self-esteem, unworthiness, frustration, and that you're, you're living in unforgiveness. And I said, as long as your thought life is consumed with the negative, Every seed reproduces its own kind. Well, a few days go by, and she calls me, and she says, I have not had any drugs. I've been able to sleep. I feel so good. I am so happy. And she said, those CDs you gave me were incredible. And I said, tell me again. (laughs) This is pretty remarkable. And I said, what's the name of that set? Because I forgot. She said, oh, she says, I didn't listen to it. I I don't have a... Uh, cassette player at that time. She said, I don't have a cassette player. I just laid them on my chest. Oh. She says, I got up. This, and this is impartation of the word. Of yes, God. yes. She said, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Mm. Is that neat? Yes, so much. But you know what? There's a flip side. And I love how you teach people to say the things that you are in God and what you are and what he's done and who you are. But there's a flip side to that, Clarice, that you teach about, too. When you speak out words that are not aligned with God, somebody else hears those words, too. Now, when you have life and death in your mouth, it is a tremendous 
mixture because sweet and bitter water is not supposed to be coming. Right. So unto him that orders, violently seizes his tongue, his conversation, to be righteous, will I show the salvation of God. Well, the salvation of God is Jesus. And the Word of God says when we see him, we will be him. So we are not imitations of Christ. We're here upon this earth. And so when I speak, and if I say, oh, my my children are sick, my husband is sick, this is so terrible, and this is happening, then all of hell says the sons of God say they're sick. Mm. The sons of God say they don't have any money. They all testify against God who says, I became poor so you could be rich. Salvation means healed, delivered, and prosperous. Yes. It is the will of God. I would above all things that you prosper and be in health to the degree your soul prospers. So I have found that if I say words of gloom and doom, I am strengthening the sources of hell. If we look and read the Word of God and truly believe it, Jesus said all power, dudamus and exousia, all power in heaven and in earth has been given. Yes. Has been. Yes. The giving of, of a gift is an option. The receiving becomes imperative when a greater gives to a lesser. Mm-hmm. And this is not a theory, Clarice. You said this is a fact. This is a fact and a truth. It's wonderful when facts and truth agree. So we, we have a lot of things that we say because it's a fact. You know, it's a fact that you can't find the word abortion in the Bible, so it's okay to do it. Mm. It's not okay to do it because you've lost the essence of truth in the midst of it. And that's, but that, that's another option. Sure. When we speak, life and death is in your tongue. If the church will begin to agree with God, we talk about people being on the cutting edge, but they're not cutting anything. We have to thank God for men like Sid, thank God for those that have gotten outside the box right. and have a heart to see the lost brought in and that we're not so concerned about covered dish dinners. And I mean, I'm not against some social life, but I tell you, the way things are going, the church had best align itself. Yes, it is. And, and I know there's a lot of people that may look at you and go, wow, she's, she's educated and she's beautiful and she's prosperous and she's healthy and all these things. But, but Clarice, there was a time in your life that, that you, you weren't always what you are now. I mean, there was a time when you had need in your life. Oh, my goodness. My husband and I had five children. We have, uh, he was in the real estate business and uh, my husband was more Catholic than the Pope. I am telling you, and that uh, we so we were religious. We were not very spiritual. Now we didn't drink, smoke, chew, run with people that do, but we were so religious. George's desire in life was to make millions of dollars. My desire was to spend millions <laughs> of dollars. So I was just into the world. If you couldn't buy it, ride on it, or wear it, I couldn't see where it had any real value. So I was very shallow. I was very shallow. But God looked beyond my need, and he says, I'm going to fix that old girl. So we're living in a 16-room house, loving God, seeing signs. We had over 10,000 people come through our house in three years, get born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Everything was great. All of my children were 12 and under, and they just did exactly what I said. 
Uh, I mean, I'm an only child. My husband's an only child. That uh, We both had a lot of gifts and talents. and It was great. And in the midst of that, I was saying, Lord, I just love you. It is so good to know you. He spoke to me, and he says, no, you don't know me. You just know about me. Hmm. It really broke my heart. Yeah. And I said, how, how does somebody get to know you? He said, you can stand on your mountaintop and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, speak in tongues, sing, jump, leap, dance. But if you want to know me, he said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and trust me. Ooh. We did that. We just, um, we took, we're kind of like the rich young ruler. We opened our doors and said, anything you want, come give it. We just gave it away. And we ended up moving into a three-room sharecropper shack out in the wilderness where all my children had ever known was, you know, what money could get you. And uh, they were much older at that time. They were like 16, 15, 14, 30, you know, like that. And we went through living hell. I mean, it was it was a time of great trying. Mm. And I remember looking in the mirror one day, and I looked like I was 50 years older than what I was. And I said, devil, you did this to me. And God audibly spoke to me. He said, no, he didn't. I didn't. Oh. And I thought, tell me, Lord, if you treat your friends like this, you might not have many. He said, I had to lure you into the wilderness that I could speak to you. That I, all these false gods in your life that you were leaning on. I'm a jealous God. I have a plan for your life. And so the next five years was incredible. And I should write a book about it, but it's, uh, it scares people. Because a lot of people, oh, Lord, lead me, feed me, you know, thrill me, chill me, fill me. They're mm-hmm. all going to be one yippee-ki-yay life. Mm-hmm. But, but God is removing the carnal mind. And, and he's replacing us with himself. Yes, yes. Bringing us to the revelation, not the information, but the revelation that this is a finished work. Yes. Can you tell me that story about during that time when you were in need? You weren't always where you are now. You were in need. You had hungry kids. You you needed groceries. You didn't have anything. I didn't have an automobile. I had five kids. I had no groceries. And I was on a complaining thing. I said, Lord, you told me that you would lead me and guide me, that you'd meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. I've done all this stuff, and here I am. I don't have a car. I don't have money. I don't have anything. And he spoke to me, and he says, well, what do you want? I said, what do I want? I want groceries. <laughs> and he said, well, go get them. And I said, well, you want me to steal them? You want me? I don't have a way to go. I don't and, you know, when you're down, you want to look down. You want to look poor. Yes. You want to look beat up. And and I had my hair in a ponytail, no makeup on, and old beat up looking clothes. And he says, go in there and get yourself to look like a king's kid. And he has always spoken to me since then. I don't get to do casual very much because he said, you lift the bar. Lift the bar. Do the best you can. I'm almost 80 years old, and he has no mercy on me as far as saying Get yourself together, wear the right things, because you represent me. Yes. And I just said, oh, Lord. So I went in, put my makeup on, combed my hair, and I went and sat in the the kitchen. Nowhere to go, no money, nothing. And about 15 minutes later, a friend of mine, she came by, and she said, do you need to run any errands? Well, she was aware of my situation. I said, yes, I need to go get some groceries. Notice the language. 
And she said, oh, you have some money. And I said, well, I need to get the groceries. And she said, Clarice, I have $30, and I'll give it to you. And I said, I want to tell you something. $30 won't touch what I'm about to do. And I said, my faith is at a new high. So I'll go there, and I get two buggies full of the finest things. And the lady that she says, I want you to know I'm going to stay right here with you and help you put all this back. And so we got everything checked in one basket, and then the second basket started. And this man that I knew, he's an attorney. His name was Jim Lewis. He's with the Lord now. And he had a chicken and a loaf of bread. And he says, I knew I'd get stuck behind somebody that's trying to feed the world. And he was a big teaser. And I said, oh, I said, it it, we'll be out of here in just a minute. He says, oh, he says, I wish I could hear from God the way you do. I said, well, why, did, did you ask him to speak to you? And he says, oh, sure, that's all you have to do. And I remember he looked up and he says, God, speak to me. And his face, I mean, it just was, he says, oh, my goodness. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, he just spoke to me. And I said, what did he say? He said, to pay for all your groceries. <laughs> Are you sure? And my friend said, yes, sure. He's asked <laughs> He paid for all the groceries. And I came home. And the Lord says, when you want something, make it clear. Yes. Yes. Say what you want. Have the courage to say. And I have so many testimonies like that where, you know, I went with nothing and came back with everything. Whether he was giving me a car or giving me furniture or giving me finances, you cannot outgive God. Yes. Everybody, you've been listening to Dr. Clarice Fluid. And remember, Sid's going to be here at the end of the program to tell you how you can get Dr. Clarice Fluid's amazing resource package, which includes her brand new book, Rescript Your Future, and two power-packed audio teachings. And you're also going to get her book, Inspirational Insights. Well, we're having quite a time with Dr. Clarice, but what do you need? Do you need a miracle in your family, your business, your health, even in our government. A lot of us pray for our government. Well, I want you to stay tuned because Clarice is going to spend some time and we're going to pray together for you, okay? So I'm so happy that you've tuned in today. I know you are too. Clarice, let's talk about this. I mean, I think it's empowering to know that, that you have a choice. How important is it for us to choose to agree? Before we can truly be a voice, for righteousness is that we have to make a choice. Yes. And because we are free will agents, and that's the mystery. You know, we talk about, I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. Mm -hmm. My body is ruled by five professors. What I smell, see, hear, touch, see. You know, those five senses are in touch. They are carnal. They can't comprehend. The scripture says the carnal mind cannot understand or comprehend spiritual things. So my soul, intellect, reason, and emotion is being transformed through the washing of the Word of God. My soul is choosing to agree with my spirit because I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. My free will resides in my soul, and my soul has been trained for all my life until I was regenerated, redeemed, mm -hmm. and became a new creature. Then I was transformed or in the process of metamorphosis by the renewing of my mind. The question here, Donna, 
is when was my mind new? If it says renew, anytime you see R-E, right. it purposely knows that once it was. The reality is, from God's perspective, we've always been, we were a thought in the mind of God. Surely as Jesus is the Word made flesh, we who are the redeemed are the flesh being made into the Word of God. That's the reciprocity of God. The mystery is free will. I can choose positive or negative. Mm -hmm. God says, I'm not going to touch it. Choose you this day, life or death. Make a choice. So we have to practice what we say we believe. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. I know Jesus asked um, Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, well, some think you this, some think you that. He said, well, Peter, who do you say that I am? Oh, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, well, blessed are you, man, because you can't know that unless God revealed it to you. Mm -hmm. So you can't know how to make a right choice until you read Gene. <laughs> <laughs> you must be born again. Right now, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I release into the atmosphere the revelation of sonship and adoption. I release the hunger for the Word of God. That you can just simply say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, and you take me like I am, and you change me. It's amazingly simple. It's just plant the seed by faith, and you will see incredible things begin to change. Mm -hmm. So making a choice is because God, in his infinitely marvelous, godlike way, says, I'm not going to have a family of puppets. No. I'm going to tell you this works, and this doesn't work. You can choose which one you want. Choose life, choose death. You're teaching us so much, and it's really a very, very good how-to book because you give us example after example after example. You've got so many powerful proclamations in here that start with, today I choose to agree with God, and then you proclaim. Today I choose to agree with God, and then we proclaim something else. There's more and more and more. I mean, by the time you get to the end of the list, you just feel like you're a powerhouse just about ready to explode. So, Anyway, that was one of my favorite parts of the book. And you talked about being a voice. What, what does that mean? What are we to be a voice for, Clarice? Um, you know, you have what, uh, we have fingerprints, we have eye print, we have a voice print. We're so unique and wonderful and marvelous made that your voice, it's, it's uh, when you speak the word of God and the frequency of your voice print, hits your ear, that, that ear that goes to the brain mm -hmm. and begins to inform the brain, I am healed, I am delivered, I am prosperous, I am a new creation, I'm a, I begin to say, and that voice goes in, the voice that you're going to believe above all others is your own. Yes. So I release to my brain, and my brain hits into what's called a reel, and you say it over and over and over. And there, there comes a place, what we call the, uh, the, the mass breaking point of this, the critical mass. And that revelation, that information becomes revelatory, goes down into your heart, and then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then you become a voice. When you choose to align your words and your faith with God's word, and you become a voice making a choice, to proclaim the word of God. 
then we must be the voice of God heard in all the land. Yes. Jesus is the word, the voice of God made flesh. And he, we are the redeemed, the flesh that are becoming the word, the voice to the earth. And the Lord is just so wonderful that he's given us a free will. Yes, yes. People can cuss like a sailor and act like a fool. It's a choice. <laughs> it is a choice. You were telling me about a scripture in Job that you love. Oh, I love it because it says, send up the vapor and I will send down the rain. Well, the vapor, of course, what are you saying? The principle of rain is that it must first be caught up. The clouds have to have what's called a dew point when it is full. When the, when the vapor has been caught up from the earth into the clouds, then the rain comes, the wind blows, the conditions change, the drought of the earth is taken care of. So when we pray the word of God, it says, out of your belly, mm. rivers flow. Not a river, but rivers of healing and deliverance and prosperity and joy and peace. The voice of God is the voice of many waters, and he has deposited his voice in his family, in the redeemed. And as we corporately begin to pray in tongues, releasing the word of God, we are sending up the vapor. And you send up yours, I'll send up mine. And the next thing you know, wow, there is the rain. And God takes his breath. He blows on those clouds, and he sends it to the dry places, to the desert places. He sends the healing, the deliverance, the joy, the restoration. But that's the power of free will choice. Yes. Agreeing with God. Yes, yes. And if there's ever been a time, I know there all the time when I mean, we need to pray, we need to be a voice. But if there's ever been a time, the time is now. How do we be a voice and to where and to whom do we need to be a voice? Praise God. Well, every time we pray, it's a conversation with God in a language he understands. So if if you were speaking Spanish and I was speaking Greek and we would want to be able to talk, but we really, unless we have a translator, nothing could be done. God says he answers every prayer he hears. And so what he hears is his voice, his voice in the earth. So as we give back his opinion. I remember asking the Lord, what makes you happy? And he says, I make me happy. That's why I'm turning everybody into me. <laughs> We've been conformed into the image of the dear Son of God. Amen. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great word. I've kind of jumped over here. First yeah. Timothy 2, 1 through 3, this is what it says. I exhort first of all that supplication, prayers, intercession, and the giving of thanks be for all men for uh, kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is the good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So God's telling you, the first thing you want to pray for are those men and women in positions of leadership and authority, for kings and all who are in authority, not just in the governments of natural government, but in the government of the kingdom. And that what we pray for is thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. What we do is that we bind uh, pots, plans. That's so funny. I said plots and plans. And one time this man said pots and pans. <laughs> the, the, the plots, the plans of the enemy. And you do that with your voice. 
and you just simply say, devil, in the authority of the name of Jesus, the assignment that you have made on my local government, on the national government, the governments of the world, I take authority over you. And I begin to become something more powerful than a nuclear warhead, and I target the works of hell. And I begin to say, I take buckets of the Lamb of God, the blood of the Lamb of God. I go into the lower regions where Satan has set up all of his plans, and I just throw buckets of the blood of the Lamb. I apply it to all of his connections. I just run havoc through the dark places, and I'm hidden in Christ so he can't find me. One time Sid and I were talking, he says, Mary, aren't you afraid when you pray like that? And I said, afraid of what? And he says, of retaliation. And I said, if the devil knew where I was, he'd come after me, but I'm hidden. <laughs> hidden one. That's right. So this is what I want to do, folks. That, that I know that we have um, uh, family problems, relationship, health, protection, identity, purpose, destiny, favor, all of the wealth, all of these things are going on. But none of that's going to matter if you, if you think about the millions of people throughout the face of the earth today that don't have a home, the elderly, the children, people are all over the place, and they're looking for peace, and we need a worldwide revival. And that's what we need to be releasing. When we talk about build a wall, build bridges, I'm, heaven has a wall, so let's don't even worry about that. But the reality is you've got the power to release by faith in Jesus' name. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I am praying for the country. I'm praying for the government. And, Lord, I, today I bring before you in prayer all the men and women who are in positions of leadership and authority. I am praying. I intercede. I let the seed of the word of God enter into the ever-present. I pray for the president of the United States and all representatives at every level of our government, all those in authority over us in any and all ways. Father, I lose Good sense of all those making decisions. I bind the spirit of divisiveness, of hatred. We thank you, Lord, that the spirit of the Lord God rests upon the leaders. Father, we pray that skillful and godly wisdom has now entered into the hearts of our president and government representative. Discretion watches over them. Understanding keeps them and delivers them from the way of evil and from evil companions and company. Oh, Father God, I thank you that all power and all authority has already been given. So we come and we administrate the kingdom of God from a revelation of the finished work. I thank you, Lord, that the leaders of our government are men and women who make their hearts and ears attentive yes. to godly counsel. Oh, Father, I thank you that they do that which is righteous in your sight. I'm thanking you, Lord, that the hearts of our leaders are now in your hand and that their decisions are divinely directed by you. I thank you, Lord, that the good news of the gospel is now being published in our land and throughout the world and that the word of God prevails and grows mightily in the hearts and lives of all officials. I thank you, Lord, for this land. I thank you for the leaders. I thank you, Lord God, for the nations of this earth. I thank you, Lord that you will reign majestically upon the earth, that you are a God of the now. And thank you for the privilege, the honor that you give us to pray in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Amen, amen. <laughs> Dr. Clarice, thank you for being with us today. It's always uh, very exciting for us to see what God is revealing to you for others, and so we appreciate that. And now, here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get today's life-changing resource by Dr. Clarice Fluitt. Sid? When you get to heaven, your biggest regret 
will be that you could have rescripted your life and not only avoided most of the bad, but changed it for the better for your marriage, the better for your family, your career, your health, your finances, and your ministry. It's not too late. Want to find out? Be sure to get Clarice's brand new and exclusive book, Rescript Your Future, and her book, Inspirational Insights, plus two messages on CD, The Secret Power of Decrees, plus an added bonus. You'll get your own proclamation card for family, finances, healing, and fear. Get this entire package for an investment of only 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9627. Once again, that's offer number 9627.